You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? And good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. We are live here on this uh, Sunday, September, excuse me, November 21st. From the Radio TFI Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And over there in Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive <coughs> It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We trust you've had a fine and fantastic week. Uh, we are here. It is it is Thanksgiving week coming up. Gobble, gobble to you all. I'm sure we'll talk about more more about that in hour number two. But we are here. We got a full first hour. We got a, John tells me we have a guest from, from jolly old London. Uh, should be calling in here in about 10 or 15 minutes. We do. We look forward to that. We've got some information on, speaking of London cab drivers, on something that I created a bit of a dust-up on with our good pal Steve Johnson. Wait, it's- I've got an update on that, which we'll get to. And uh, it's cold here in New York. John? It's cold here in Minnesota. It's Minnesota. It is very 30. Well, it's actually not that bad here. 37 degrees. It's that bad. But the problem is we've had a prevailing wind at about 30 to sometimes 40 miles an hour here. And that has caused, uh, <laughs> good Lord, that it, you know, it, it's, it's been a mess. You know how we spell that kind of cold? B-R-R-R-R. Brr. Yeah, it hasn't been pleasant. But, you know. Most of the time, I'm in a nice, warm vehicle, so I don't just say I don't have to worry about it. And there isn't any that nasty white stuff falling out of the sky yet. So, any day we can put that off around here, the better. There we go. Now, let's. Uh, I see our guest has arrived. He's in the green room, so let's take care of a little business here. First off, we're going to do the stock John's favorite segment, the the Radio TFI Stock Market Watch. Are you ready, John? Ready as I'm going to be. Oh, and by the way, hit your record button. We're going to need it. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, brought to you by We Need a Sponsor. Please come on. It's the holidays. 
Uber closed the week at $44.23, down $2.96. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at $47.51. Ready for this? Down $6.04. Woohoo! This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Please sponsor us. I believe there was a song that was uh, back from back in the 70s. Something like, what goes up must, must come, come down. down. Do, 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 spinning wheel. Three dog night, baby. Three dog night. Yeah. Um, before we move on to our guest, uh, in the past week or so, I guess it was last week and uh, this past, not this past Friday, Friday before, when uh, they were kind enough to have us on tncradio.live, uh, Steve Johnson from the Rideshare Podcast, a podcast, what is uh, Rideshare Podcast? Rideshare Rodeo. On Rideshare Twitter Rodeo. My deepest apologies. Brought up about how Uber drivers have to receive training similar to the knowledge, uh, and I said poo-poo to that. I said I had never heard of such a thing. I mentioned it again that, that following Sunday, uh, two days later on this very program, and we got a little little blowback on it, a little dust up. So I actually did do my research, and here's what I came up with. the What's required of an Uber driver or private hire driver is what's known as a uh, PCO, public carriage. Uh, let, me, let me get the phrase correct. Uh, the... Do 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 public carriage office uh, issues the license. Now, for all the reading I did, it's a three-year license, but it is extremely similar to what is issued here in New York City. You go through similar. Oh, by the way, this is directly from their website. Okay, uh, somebody that uh, get it's a get license co.uk uh, do I need training for a PCO license there is no specific training course for the PCO license however you can receive assistance with two aspects the English test and the topographical skills test some providers will offer training and assessment for both these areas in other words it is nothing like the knowledge there is no uh, intensive uh, learning that it's not two three years it takes you a couple of weeks to get this license it runs you i think they said it was about 600 pounds and uh, it's very similar to what i went through to get my new york city license you have to be able to read a map uh and i can promise you if it's anything like new york city i was i think i was one of two natural english speakers in that in that class and uh, believe you me, it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't that difficult. So while, yes, there is something for the Uber drivers, I still, I, I, I stand with, it's not nearly as intensive. It's nothing like the knowledge. And my, uh, my guess is with that is, is that before the dust up with uh, Uber being taken out of uh, the picture in London, there wasn't even that. I, this is something, even what you're what you're describing is something relatively new, as far as Uber drivers are concerned. Right. Well, I, I honestly I don't know how long ago it started, but that's it. That's all that needs to be done. And again, Steve, you were on the right path. You you were heading down the right road, and uh, I, I I think 
uh, I'll send you this link. The, the link that I was sent was for a site called Splend. And what this Splend does, they rent cars to Uber drivers. So they just basically provided a link to how to get the PCO license. And uh, and again, it was just a little bit of research. Hey, look, uh, Steve was on the right track. He just he just kind of veered off a little bit, and uh, we would we'll talk about it again at some point. I'm sure we will. John, why don't you uh, bring our guest in? All right. Well, at long last, we have been searching, beating the bushes, searching the weeds, whatever analogy you want to use, trying to find a real-life, genuine cab driver from the UK, a black cab driver. And I think, lo and behold, we have indeed found one. Uh, he goes by the name of Iqbal. Do I, am I pronouncing that right, sir? Uh, he's got his mic muted, so we're going to... Are you there with us, sir? He's got his mic muted at the moment, so we have to wait for him to come back on. And once he does, oh, there he is. Here we go. There we go. Him. Yes. Sorry. So can you, uh, are you, am I with you now? Yes, 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 you sure are. Am I with Yeah. Now, let me make sure. What's I'm been happening in name. London? Let me make sure I'm pronouncing your name properly. Yeah, Iqbal. 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 Okay, Iqbal. Iqbal from Canary Wolf. Beautiful. Our, well, we brought you on because we just, uh, Ed and myself, are huge fans of the uh, London black cab industry. Uh, we call it the gold standard of the world uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the taxi industry. Quite frankly, I mean, we we here think in, in America that we're you know that we're pretty good and you've got the New York taxis and a few other you know San Francisco a few of our other large cities have fairly good taxi systems but uh, i think lo and behold uh, london is the gold standard and uh, if i wanted to uh, wanted to get somebody on here to tell us about it and tell us how things have especially dealing with uh, the infestation of uh, Uber for these uh, past years. So uh, welcome aboard, sir, and uh, tell us uh, tell us how long you've been doing the, uh, the black cab trade in London. I've been a taxi driver for the past 22 years. Wow. That's I'm a green great. badge holder. There are two. There are license in london one is what we call a suburban known as as a yellow badge and the all london license which is a green badge which i'm a holder of beautiful beautiful and you need 22 years now you that's right yeah tell me now uh, we've heard we've we've had uh other guests on that uh, explain the process a little bit. Tell me what you had to go through to get uh, your green well, badge. First, yeah. In in the good old days, as we call them, the system impeccably by the Metropolitan Police. In fact, they are responsible for the black cab, what you see today. Nothing to do with the current regulator. 
Um, <clears throat> they just inherited the system. All they've done since the day they came in is interfere with it, you know, and try to bring us down, uh, helping their bucks who have come across from the Atlantic. You know, they've had the red carpet rolled out for them. Mm-hmm. And basically, you, you, when you sign on, sign on for the knowledge of London, um, <clears throat> you first have a, a background check, uh, and then they write to you and say you've been accepted to go on the knowledge of London. This is, I'm talking about the Metropolitan Police now. Okay. Um, and then you have to do uh, somewhere in the region of, of 300 routes that you have to learn. And you learn all of interests like hotels, hospitals, clinics, airports, and of course, railway stations. And all other points of interest. So when somebody jumps in your cab and say, oh, uh, take me to the prospect of Whitby, um, which is in, um, in Wapping, uh, in the Docklands in London. It's one of the, one of the oldest pubs in London. And it's uh, quite a sort of a, a famous place that people like to go to. It's not a mile, not, not too far from Tower Bridge. Okay. Um, so, in other words, when somebody jumps in your cab, you don't uh, you ask them where they're going. You don't have you don't have time. They want to get moving, so they don't. Ha- you don't have time for you to look that up in in your little map book or or possibly uh, type in information on uh, on your uh, GPS or sat nav, I believe, as they're called out there. Uh, you have to put the you have they jump in you have to uh put that car in gear and get going and get them to their destination and that's what sets the london taxi industry apart from other uh from other forms of transportation such as the private hire cars over there uber and the like right yeah the people get in i mean quite often i I just go back to uh, something in my very first few, first two weeks when I was uh, when I got my license. I had an elderly American couple jump in, and they said, "Take us, uh, you know, to the Holborn Grange." And um, when I got them there, I um, I heard a round of applause, <laughs> and they said to me, "Like clockwork." Because there was only one way to get to this hotel without having taken them around the world, you know. And as for that, just well, you can keep it, you know. There's nothing that will go beyond the human brain, you know, even with intelligence and what have you, you know. I mean, quite often what happens now is because we're taking our work back. I mean, that has been a dramatic development since the pandemic, is mm. that we are taking our work back you know, in a big, big time. Uh, it's partly due to the shortage of taxis because of the things, uh, and also a lot of drivers, you know, because of uh, the licensing of Uber and the sheer number of drivers. They've issued 110,000 uh, private hire licenses to keep their buddies on the road. You know, mm-hmm. as I said, they've laid out the red carpet for them, you know, and they don't have to do anything. All you have to do is pay 300 pounds 
and hey guys you're in business you know we asked it takes us three years minimum we know london like you know the back of our hand and quite often we'll get their passengers you know people who've got fed up driving around with these guys and they'll say look this guy's been driving us around for 20 minutes. can you take us to this hotel you know because some of our hotels are kind of like tucked away and they're very old and unless you know how to get there you know um you're not your, your gps is not going to do the job for you because what quite often what it does is it sort of leaves you um you know 50 60 yards from the place but still you've got to go into a street where like an alleyway or something yeah yeah I, I i i've heard you know we were ed and i were just talking about this before before you came on about how uber and the other um the other uh private hire cars have gone through some uh, minimal amount of uh of training of late i still get a feeling that it's nothing, nothing like the knowledge whatsoever. It's, it's kind of a, uh, something just to kind of appease a few people here and there, but, uh, and Uber just agreed to do it because as I understand there for a while, they were deemed unfit to operate in the UK, but uh, do me a favor. You know, you, you briefly mentioned here the fact that business is starting to come back because of the pan- pandemic. Uh, how bad, what, at, at its worst point in time, how bad was it uh, when Uber and Lyft started taking a hold on the uh, on the market? And forgive, forgive my mention Lyft. For, forgive that. That's, that's, um, uh, Lyft is completely an American par- uh, pariah. Maybe, maybe some in Canada, but... <laughs> No, we haven't we haven't had the arrival of that disease here yet. <laughs> um, we, we, we've only got the other mob. Um, they they've had a you know a devastating effect on our business since 2012 because you know they admitted in open court that the drivers were taking the booking, you know and. Um, they were not penalized for that as far as i'm concerned they should have been heavily sanctioned uh, uh but yeah it, it was very very tough for us you know they were undercutting us subsidizing the rides but now that the subsidies have run out and they've got to show some profit to, to the hard-nosed investors uh what's happening is they're using i mean they seem to be on permanent surge pricing in many cases you know they're charging more than our meter, more than our meter, our so-called expensive meter. But as far as I'm concerned, our meter is uh, is quite cheap compared to their prices. Oh, we we hear it all the time here. You know, you don't have to go very far on onto Twitter. Uh, all you have to do is just uh, run a search on Twitter for uh, Uber, and you immediately see people complaining. Uh, and mostly complaining about the price, but other things complaining about uh, drivers making up stories about masking and 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 doing other things to get the uh, uh, to basically get the little uh, no load fee from the customer pocket that and uh, and uh, basically move on or whatever. And they're, they're and 
so a lot of the drivers who are still remain with Uber and Lyft, and I'm not, I'm not saying that they're all like this, but a lot of them are just have figured out ways how to sham the system. And uh, it was, it was only going to be a matter of time and people are complaining about you're it. Quite, yeah. You're, you're, you're quite right. John. The taxis. Yeah. You're quite right, John. What, what, constant complaint we get from their users will be going along the street with our light on we'll see them there standing with their phone open as soon as they see us the hand goes up they get in and and, and the first thing they say we're fed up with these uber guys they've canceled me say now the reason they're doing that is it's quite obvious to me uh they're um trying to manipulate the algorithm so if the journey gets cancelled enough times when it comes round again to them they're hoping they to have doubled basically that's that's how their algorithm works and uh, they they are they are manipulating it and they are in, uh, trying to um you know up the price because now after the supreme court ruling in the UK where they have to pay them pension rights holiday pay sick pay and at least a minimum wage mm -hmm. uh, taking the driver's money and handing it to them back in benefits therefore cutting their their real the true rate that they get paid well yeah, I, I i i we could go on for hours about the the flaws that uh, that uber got themselves into and the, the the only thing I will say about that for all those folks that are, are clamoring that Uber drivers should be treated like employees, they were never, it was never meant to be an employee employer relationship. But with the, the, you were an independent contractor to almost to the true uh, sense of the word. And that's basically the same thing as, as 90% of the taxi industry is there's a couple exceptions to it, but, but uh, for the most part, uh, for the most part, you uh, you are out there. You're an independent contractor. You're you're, you're responsible for your own, uh, uh, even with the with the cab. Now, I'm assuming you don't own. Do you own your taxi, or, or do you just lease it from uh, a group of people or or, or a company? I, I lease my taxi from a taxi garage. Okay. Um, in the past, I have I have owned a taxi, and the way the system works is I I pay them two hundred and forty pounds a week plus, uh, um, uh, and I put in my own diesel, you know, which brings me up to about four hundred pound a week um, mm -hmm. before I go into profit. But all the repairs, the insurance, everything is theirs, you know, tires, maintenance, all of that stuff is theirs. Yeah wish to own That's, a taxi because this particular model is not very good no i mean that's not <laughs> that's not a bad price uh considering that uh uh drivers in in my particular city to uh to lease a vehicle uh is over 500 dollars. plus they have to pay their own gas too so uh yeah, yeah that, that that's actually not a bad that's not a bad deal um, yeah, I mean, 
John, I'd love, I'd love to have an electric cab. But you see what this mayor has done, they're shoving us, in, us into electric cabs. But the true cost of that cab is 88,000 British pounds. That's a huge amount of money. Oh, sure. You know, 88 grand. I'll tell you how we could all have an electric taxi if the politicians, they stopped helping uh, private hire in general and, uh, you know, the, the, the playing field was level. Every single one of us would have a, an electric taxi, you know, but, the, but these people, you know, who talk about, oh, it's competition, it's this or that, this is not, what they're doing is they're running a rigged market on their behalf. That is what the politicians are doing. And quite frankly, you know, the guy we've got in charge at the moment, you know, is is completely out of his depth, completely. I understand you know, he's not very popular. No, he's not popular at all. What he's done to our trade, you know, uh, our age limit, they put an age limit on our taxis first 15 years. You know, you've got to remember these cabs, they cost £45,000. Uh, the diesel, 15-year age limit on initially. And this guy comes along and reduces it to 12, 12 years. Now, people not that long ago, five years ago, spent £45,000 in good faith getting a, getting a cab, thinking it would be all right. But all of a sudden, that cab has, has become worthless. Because nobody's going to buy a cab that's going to have, you know, six, seven, eight years left on it. Uh, because knowing that, you know, they it's not going to be of any use in the future and you won't be able to sell it on. Because this, this emissions business, you know, this emissions cane that they are beating us with uh, has, has, you know, is spreading throughout the country. It's in our other major cities now. They're introducing, you know, congestion charges, and and um, um, we've just had a ULES, which is ultra low emission zone, introduced in London. A lot of, lot of the private motorists, they've had to cause because if they don't, every time they go out and get a, you know, a gallon of milk, it's going to cost them twelve, twelve and a half pounds to be charge, and it's twenty four seven that charge as well, which I think is very very unfair. Uh, the way that he's done it. I mean, they, they've even even targeted the disabled people, you know, which is shameful, if you ask me. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I tell you what, we we appreciate you have uh, coming on here and explaining a little bit uh, to us about the uh, about the um, London taxi industry. Uh, like I said, I. Uh, I, Ed and myself have always felt that the, the London taxi uh, industry, that and the black cabs, that's the gold, gold standards. And we, we're glad that you are uh, at least trying getting some headway again here. Uh, and for whatever reason, we, we knew, Ed and I knew all along that the whole business model for Uber and all these other, whether it be Lyft or whether it be the ones that are, uh, in other parts of the uh, world, we knew that the business model wasn't going to wasn't going to last for very long. So, uh, 
unfortunately, there's been a lot of lives affected. It couldn't have went away. It still hasn't gone away, but it, it couldn't have happened soon enough as far as Ed and I are concerned. Ed, you brought yourself into the picture. Did you want to? Do you have a question you want to? I, I just want to. I just want to say thank you for joining us. And I stepped back just to let the conversation flow a little bit, a little bit more naturally. And uh, I was, I was in the business both as a, a driver and an operator. I owned and operated my own cabs. Did exactly the situation you're in, but I was the management side. While I was still a driver, I leased out cars, and uh, and sometimes that is the right way to go. Sometimes that is the best way to go. And uh, under the under the uh, circumstances right now, I think it's a fair price you're paying. Uh, I know you guys are coming back to life, which you know I'm so happy. I'm out of the business myself. Have been for the past three years. Uh, we won't go into that whole story. That's a that's a whole nother story that took up the first three years of this program. But <laughs> again, I, I want to thank you for for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Been a pleasure. All right. Well, you take care and uh, be safe out there. Yeah, and you two guys as well. Keep you know the, my message to the New York cabbies. Yeah. You can beat these guys, okay? We had to up our game, and I'm sure New York and the rest of the taxi trade in the United States has done the same thing. Slowly you but know, sure. Slowly but sure. The that... basic thing. Yeah. I'm going to tell uh, I'm sorry. You know, this is a busted flush. Their model <laughs> is, is, it will collapse eventually. Yes. You know, the bubble is about yes. to burst. I, I will say this, uh, I am in New York City, and uh, I will tell you this, the taxi industry is coming back. While I'm no longer in it, I spend a lot of time driving around the city, and I see a lot more hands up than I do see people looking at phones. And by the way, the, the little thing you mentioned about driving by and seeing people looking down on their phone, when I was still an active driver a few years back, that's exactly what I would look for exactly what i would look for and just kind of sit there and give them the opportunity to uh <laughs> sometimes it works sometimes it didn't but you know you got that's the business you that's how you have to operate in our business is uh anyway but as john said and I, i'm gonna repeat it you guys are the gold standard just because of what you have to do to get into much, the business um yeah it's uh it's a very 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 tough exam you know and everyone who does it you know they they hold that badge with pride yes yes we see that from what we see on the the twitter feeds and all the forums i've read i and and, and justifiably so and justifiably so but again i want to thank you for your time today uh we appreciate you appreciate you uh, uh taking the time to to chat with us all right take care you have a good one there okay thank you very much thank you Iqbal. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Welcome. All right. And, boy, I tell you, I, I, he, he has a wealth of knowledge there, and I, uh, no pun intended, but uh, I would, um, I, we got so much we got to uh, get going on here. The, um, the verdict got dropped on the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse case. Do you have any? Is there anything else you want to uh, get into real quick before we start uh, digging into that? Uh, 
Do I? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, That's a bad answer. Well, I, I just before we get going, I, I do have a uh, a tweet that I found before we get deeply into it regarding uh, this is Janice Huff at Left Coast Babe. She uh, put this out. A simple question. If the situation was so dangerous on uh, August 25th, 2020 in Kenosha, how come the only three people shot all night were shot by Kyle Rittenhouse? It's a, a, a very, very, very legitimate question. Just asking. Just asking. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ah, man, I tell you. All right, well, let's, I wasn't... let's stop for a second. For those of you who, who didn't get the news, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty on all charges. Uh, to yep. say there was not a collective gasp around this nation would be uh, would be understating it. I found out, I got the news, I was driving somebody from Long Island uh, back into uh, New York City and uh, she uh, she got the, the news alert on her phone. And she told me, and I honestly wanted to pull the van over and just punch something. Uh, uh, I, I I mean, I think we all know where we're going to go with this. Why, Why? first off, is a 17-year-old... You traveled across three counties, across state lines, by your mother, who by all means should be in jail herself. Uh mm-hmm. Because what do I think when, when I see when I see a kid with an AR-15 strapped across his back? Oh, thank God! Help is the medic is here. You you could he could have just as easily been running around. What do you what do you have? Two band aids and a, a, a and a and a piece of rope. Well, he was wearing he was wearing rubber gloves, so we'll give him mm. we'll give him those props. Well, there you go. Well, that that solves it for me. Uh, have we not considered the fact that, again, he shouldn't have been there, first and foremost? Because what do we hear all the time when, when a young young African-American kid gets killed? Oh, he shouldn't have been there. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse certainly shouldn't have been there. Certainly shouldn't have been Certainly should not have been carrying a weapon. And and I know John, John's got a bunch of stuff up here he wants to... Uh, he wants to put out there. I actually there. snuck one. I snuck one up here while you were sleeping. Yes, I, I saw that. I snuck one in here that I think is, is actually very important, and it might actually sum up a lot of the other little ones that I put up. So this is uh, from Midas Touch, and I want you to give this a, a look and a listen, if you would, please. We, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. So there you have it. Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old who crossed state lines, shooting at three protesters and killing two of them, not guilty on all counts. Is this a travesty of justice? Absolutely. Am I surprised? Absolutely not. And it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be upset. And it's okay to just be so numb to it all because this is what we have come to expect of the American justice system. Now, we've already covered this trial extensively, so let's dig into the fallout and what this verdict actually means for America. Because Kyle Rittenhouse in this trial is the symptom of a much larger problem in our country. Make no mistake, the radicalization of the right wing brought us to where we are today. 
their obsession with guns, the dehumanization of their political opponents, turning those with whom they disagree into enemies. And now this verdict has given the green light to other would-be vigilantes. How many people will now show up at protests and rallies armed to the teeth looking for confrontation, looking for violence and bloodshed because they know that the color of their skin and their political leanings will shield them from any real consequences. And not only will they not face consequences, but half the country will hail them as heroes. The bigger the body count, the better. As of this taping, at least three Republican congressmen have already offered Kyle Rittenhouse congressional internships. And immediately after the verdict was announced, Madison Cawthorn posted a video encouraging his followers to be armed and dangerous. Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty, my friends. You have a right to defend yourselves. Be armed, be dangerous, and be moral. Governor Abbott of Texas celebrated the verdict as well, which is no surprise considering that you could draw a direct line from Rittenhouse to SB8, the barbaric Texas law, which deputizes citizens in mass to put bounties on the heads of those who provide or receive abortion services. This week, the stark differences between our two major political parties were presented before us clear as day. The Republicans spent all week making and defending death threats against Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, vowing revenge over Representative Gosar's censure, applauding a young man who killed two people, and throwing tantrums on the House floor. At the same time, Democrats signed into law an infrastructure bill that upgrades our roads and bridges and high-speed internet, and passed the bill in the House that lowers the cost of prescription drug prices, caps the price of insulin at $35 a month, provides affordable child care, provides universal pre-K for the first time in America's history and more, all while lowering the deficit. Listen, Democrats aren't perfect, but I never want to hear that both parties are the same ever again. We're currently at a defining moment in our country, and as we head into 2022, we're going to have to answer some real questions. Who are we? What do we stand for? We've got less than a year to figure it out. And we want to thank Midas Touch for bringing us that uh, that uh, piece of information. I can honestly say, after listening to that, I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> pretty much summed things up, didn't it? It pretty much summed it up for me. Uh, we're 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 in for trouble. Uh, you know, I guess it is good to be a white guy, John. Yeah, that, that's a that's a scary. That is a scary thought, yeah, and it's, it's 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 very sad. It's very scary, and, and to and to think that we have elected officials who are cheering this on, and uh, I I I am more and more convinced that my decision to never vote Republican again is just I, I mean it's just solidified day after day after day take the uh, the Rittenhouse verdict you can take uh, baby McCarthy on the on the uh, house floor for eight or nine hours whining because the other idiot Gosar puts out this video that I promise you if a Democrat would put had put it out they'd be storming the Capitol oops I'm sorry they've already done that uh well, look at the comparison right away, right, right, right off the top. You know, they talked about uh, Kathy Griffin, Griffin, uh, and the uh, the mock of uh, Trump's head. Um, Huge he difference. Had, Huge. Uh, well, Go ahead. Well, 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 one of the things is, is 
uh, right off the top is is Kathy Griffin. She's a she's a comedian. She's a uh, how do you say it? Satirist or satirist or she's a comedian. I can't quite comedian. That's all. And here's the easier and, question, John: Is she an elected official? Absolutely not. Well, there you go. You know, and Gosar the Gosarian uh, is uh, supposedly an elected official, and uh, this is. It's unacceptable, and yet it's it's just. Uh, and who was it? McCarthy. Uh, McCarthy said, "Oh well, geez, when the Republicans uh, when the Republicans take over in uh, 2023, uh, well, we're those two will be back. They'll be back on uh, different uh, committees, assigned yes. even better ones, and, even better ones, yeah, even better ones. Yeah, there you go." Exactly. So let's uh, because because this is absolutely what on topic of what we're discussing, and you never get enough of AOC as far as I'm concerned. So here's AOC. Uh, I don't want to say she's defending herself, but this is at that same uh, house session. Let's, let's uh, take a listen. And uh, look, she looks wonderful in that dress, by the way. What I believe is unprecedented is for a member of House leadership of either party to be unable to condemn incitement of violence against a member of this body. It is sad. It is a sad day in which a member who leads a political party in the United States of America cannot bring themselves to say that issuing a depiction of murdering a member of Congress is wrong. And instead, decides to venture off into a tangent about gas prices and inflation. What is so hard? What is so hard about saying that this is wrong? This is not about me. This is not about Representative Gosar. But this is about what we are willing to accept. Not just the Republican leader but I have seen other members of this party advance the argument, including Representative Gosar himself, the illusion that this was just a joke. That's my girl. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. Just and, a joke. Uh, right, and that and that's what, how many times do we hear that during the, uh, during the four years of uh, the Cheeto in charge? Oh, uh, we were just joking. It's just a joke. Some things aren't that funny. Well, let's look. Yeah, and and let somebody on the other side, even you don't see for one thing, you don't see politicians on the other side doing that. Uh, quite frankly, you, you never see Bernie Sanders or or uh, any of them, any of them, never see any of them stooping to that level. Just trying to to draw, you know, to uh, draw a chuckle from their base. They just don't do it. They they leave. That kind of nonsense up to guys like us. Yeah, but John, John, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not intended as a joke. But that's just their fallback. Oh, we were just kidding around. I mean, we've all heard that in our lives from some bully or some nitwit. And then when it comes to, well, they may have to answer for it. Oh, I was just kidding around. What's the matter? You can't take a joke? 
And then once again, you're the bad guy because you can't take a joke. Well, we all know there's nothing funny about, about all this stuff. And again, shoes on the other foot, good gravy. They'll be storming the Capitol. Oops, I'm sorry. Again, they've already done that. I guess I wanted to joke. bring one other point up, uh, if I could, through the with the uh, Rittenhouse uh, uh, trial. Actually, there's a couple things, but this one uh, come up the top of my head. Uh, as it, it was pointed out to me on social media that uh, two of the victims, uh, uh, especially Joseph Rosenbaum, wasn't exactly what you would call a, uh, a stellar citizen mm-hmm. in his own right. Uh, or, or actually, it's not even allegations. He was convicted of, uh, all things, he was convic- convicted of child rape. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, 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 I want to address the, the thought that somehow that justified his, uh, his killing. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to be flat honest with you. If I walked in on Joseph Rosenbaum, by the way, this was 20 years ago almost. If I had walked in on him 20 years ago and watched him, uh, walked in on him while he was raping a child, I'd have killed him myself. Make 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 no make no uh, bones about that, but again we go back to Rittenhouse, who you know took his little tour or took his little ride up to uh, Kenosha. He didn't know Gage uh, Grossenkutz or Joseph Rosenbaum or Anthony Huber. He didn't know any of these. Didn't know any of their backgrounds. He didn't know anything about that, and yet two of these individuals are dead now so for those of you who think that hey that was you know um, uh, Rittenhouse got just took out the trashiness stick that up your ass man because he had no idea who these people were this was this was some punk kid who thought he was some redneck ramble walking the streets of Kenosha there with his AR-15 and shit got real for him that's all that happened. He panicked, and he wound up killing two people and seriously injuring a third. So, uh, should he? He should have been. He should have been found guilty. Um, there were enough charges to find him guilty. This whole trial was a complete sham, for one thing. From what little I, I followed of it. Uh, you know, Jesus, the, the the damn judge is posing is posing for pictures <laughs> with uh, with him for crying out. This this was yeah. Well, I think I think uh, you know. Look, I'll buy into the scenario that the judge, while uh, many people have said this is how he generally operates and all that, I I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in the back of his head he was doing some of these little things too, just in case there needed to be a uh, you know. Uh, uh, in case they took it to the what's the word I'm looking for oh I can't think of it now where you get another shot at the trial oh I can't start with an A I can't think of the name of it anyway uh, the word is the word is escaping me right now it'll come back to me an hour or two I'm sure of course uh, I'm sure but you know he, he was laying the groundwork in case he was found guilty 
and and they tried for that second bite at the apple and that's the word they tried for the appeal you know, appeal that's, that's uh, the word i'm looking for that's the word he's like thank you john you're a wonderful human being i, oh, I wouldn't go man. that far well right now i would i'll take it back but i'm sure you'll prove yourself otherwise uh but yeah he's setting it up for the appeal i, I wouldn't be surprised let me just put it that way but of course there is no appeal now the prosecution only gets one bite at the apple now but what there still stands to to come and i promise you it's on the way is the civil trial where the families of those killed and injured will sue kyle rittenhouse and his mom and anybody else they can think of because remember that's how they got oj Mm -hmm. because the difference uh, in a criminal trial you have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt in a civil trial it's just the preponderance of evidence and while kyle rittenhouse will not go to jail for this uh as many have predicted he'll probably become a cop and he's just getting he's just warming up yeah he just got his training yeah uh you know who's breathing sigh of relief right now uh who uh well one gregory and travis mcmichael yeah yeah well there we go who have pretty much uh said uh was it the travis one uh pretty much said uh oh do i have that oh i thought i had that uh where the prosecutor uh asked him a bunch of questions like uh did he have a knife no did he have a gun no did he have his hands in his pockets no did he take anything out of his pocket no did he make any threatening moves no what did he do he ran that's all he did i mean yeah right now a different juries different peoples different states different part of the country but again i i I know i and i'm just I, I can't imagine what's going to happen if these two knuckleheads or these three knuckleheads are let loose. I mean, you talk about a travesty. My God, it's bad enough. Uh, it's bad enough what, what happened uh, up in Wisconsin. So, well, like like it was uh, like they said in the Midas Touch video there. This is this. It's now open season. You are going right. to see a vigilantism running wild in this country. Right. I guarantee you, because now all of a sudden there is no. It's proven, and what they, this is just going to be, what this case was is now. Now we've had a precedent: Wisconsin versus uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Every time some redneck Rambo decides he won't, he's going to shoot somebody because he thinks he's taking the place of law enforcement. And uh, that's what's going to happen. I you know, Mark my words. Um, although, don't be surprised. And I, oh, I caught some Twitter steam on this early last week. Holy buckets did I start a little poo-poo storm when I said that don't be surprised if there isn't some street justice administered here. Oh yes, you did catch some grief now, didn't you? I and I stand by it. Not that not that I'm gonna be the one doing it. No, 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 no. That wasn't I wasn't making a veiled threat at anybody. I was making an observation that 
and and it's true. He's uh, from what I've uh, what I've seen. Rittenhouse has already faced death threats. Look, I don't I don't advocate anything like that. You know, like like the president said, you know, as much as, as bad as of a taste as it as it left, the fact of the matter is is that the jury made their decision. We have to we have to stick by it. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that people who are enraged about this aren't going to uh, aren't going to cause some problems. Hang on one second, John. Yeah. Well, look, I stand by what the jury has concluded. The jury system works, and we have to abide by it. Yeah, just yeah. that we just that we had it. Exactly. Yeah. Why did I download all those videos if I didn't? If we don't use them, huh? No, sure. <laughs> oh no. Seriously though, we. I, I am not looking forward to the next couple of years because this is this is definitely opened up a can and uh, and all I can hope for is is that the uh, the jury that's hearing this trial for the McMichaels and. Uh, or William Bryan, the other guy that was actually filming all this. Uh, hopefully, that that jury has a little bit more common sense, but uh, I assume nothing at this point in time. Right. Uh, let's do a little palate cleanser here. Uh, our good pal, your good pal, Shaletta Brundage, has. Uh, you you want to explain uh, her connection there with High V, which is a regional supermarket up in your your part of the woods? Well, my friend, our friend Shaletta, she doesn't just uh, she doesn't just talk a good game. Uh, she delivers by uh, by all means. When she had heard that uh, that there were churches. And neighborhood organizations who generally hand out uh, uh, Thanksgiving meals this time of year. When she heard that uh, this was going to be a problem, she got a hold of High V, and High V. It is it is becoming one of the more more popular uh, uh, regional grocery uh, chains up in this area here. They they are definitely overtaking uh, the. Uh, other retailers here and because quite frankly they they are an appealing uh shopping option without being totally nutso with uh prices and we have so, a little uh, we have a little video so why don't why don't we play that and we can talk a little bit more about ivy on the other side sure Today we are donating 230 turkeys and 20 chickens. Let's get today going. Yeah, we are just so thankful that Hy-Vee was uh, asked to participate with this uh, turkey event and uh, we feel that we're uh, an important part of this community and we're just thankful that we are here. It feels fantastic to work with Hy-Vee. The people at Hy-Vee are wonderful. 
they delivered the food and everything I ordered is right here behind me. All the food is delivered for 250 baskets. We give out 230 turkeys and 20 roasted chickens. And the community has already signed up. We've got over 200, we've got 260 people signed up for 250 spots. So right now, all we have to do is put the baskets together, which that's going to happen tonight with, uh, you know, about 20 volunteers. And we'll do that tonight. And once we do that, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, we'll have this all ready to go and give the turkeys and the baskets out. The impact on the community is serving 250 families in the community within the North Minneapolis area for Thanksgiving baskets. Buddy, Shalada Brundage, along with High V, she uh, she knocked Shalada knocked down the door, and High V uh, responded. So uh, kudos, kudos to both Shalada and High V for stepping up there. Well, that makes you feel a little good. It warms the cockles of your heart, doesn't it? Uh, with, with all the nonsense that's going on around us these days, it's uh, it, it's one of the nice things about this time of year is to see folks getting involved. And, le- and let's remember, folks, Shaletta has has uh, a, an issue or two of her own she has to deal with on a daily basis. She's got some weight on her shoulders and yet finds the time and finds the energy to be a, a positive influence on her community, to which I say... Bravo, young lady. Bravo. But we're still waiting Absolutely. for pancakes here on Sunday morning, so you're not completely off the hook. You see, the th- that's just, I'm only, as the crow flies, I'm about 10 miles away from her. That is correct. And so uh, I will make sure, I'm, I'll bet she'll bring some pancakes one of these days. <laughs> or maybe when the weather, maybe when the weather will get nice, uh, she'll let me do a remote from her front yard. I Ooh. doubt that I'll ever... I may, I doubt that I will ever make it inside the palatial Brundage estate or anything like that. But uh, uh, no, because she don't let anybody use the bathroom there. So oh, she doesn't. <laughs> I'm I'm sol when it comes. Oh to that. well, well, you're you're s something. That's uh, your mm-hmm. s has got to go somewhere else. That's there's no question so, about that. When I when I do the remote from her front yard, I'll also have to rent a, po- a porta potty there to go along. Just yeah. just bring a five gallon bucket from Home Depot. Oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight is the number if you'd like to join in on this conversation. As we uh, come, as we careen it to the end of the. Uh, the first hour here we careen like an uber driver into down a flight of stairs <laughs> that's what i would have liked to have asked him about but they're doing traffic signals these days uh they're, they're off the roofs apparently they've uh, figured out how to avoid the stairs but uh <laughs> and that old sat nav is starting to kick in hey what's coming up in hour two john Oh, the uh, John and Ed versus mediocrity is, <laughs> is coming up. We'll be back, believe it or not. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Oh, gosh. Uh, this is Miss Grundy, the lady I told you about from Standards and Practices, you know. Say what? The censor, remember? Oh, listen, this man will take care of you. You know what to say. I'll be watching Mr. Stevenson. Hello, everyone. This is your action news reporter with all the news that is news across the nation. On the scene at the supermarket, there seems to have been some disturbance here. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did. As you stand over by the tomatoes, and here he comes, running through the pole bank. Through the fruits and veggies Naked as a jaybird Ethel's over there in the jams, jellies, preserves and pickles I hollered over there, I said Don't look, Ethel! She dropped a whole jar of kumquats And fell back into the sweet midget cider Head us too late, she'd done been incensed There's an audience to be found You'll be speaking around Despite public critique Hello once again everyone Your Action News reporter on the scene at the gas station There seems to have been some disturbance here Pardon me sir, did you see what happened? Yeah, I did I was just in here trying to get some air in my car there And he disappeared out of the traffic Comes streaking around the grease strike there Doesn't have nothing on but a smile Ethel's in there getting her a cold drink I hollered in there, I said, don't look Ethel Too late, she done been Flashed right there in front of the shock absorbers Boogie day, boogie day Boogie day, boogie day Well, yes, they call him the street Like to turn the other cheek Always making the news Wearing just his tennis shoes Guess you could call him unique Hello once again everyone Your Action News reporter in the booth At the gym Covering the disturbance of the basketball playoff Pardon me sir Did you see what happened? Yeah, I did It's half time I just went down there to get Ethel a snow cone Here he comes Right out of the cheap seats Right down the middle of the court There didn't have nothing on But his high top rebounds. He was a dribbling Made a jump shot Got out through the concession I hollered up at Ethel I said don't look at them Too late she done got a free shot Grandstand at her Right there in front of the home team Oh yes they call him the street Whoa, Here he comes again That's the thing Who's that Ethel 
you had to Where do you think you're going? This that meal Once again, Mr. Stevens, you have managed to, pardon the expression, barely stay within the bounds of what is permissible. <laughs> yeah, they <dear. laughs> You shameless hussy. <laughs> Very good. But I, I get a feeling that people who were listening to the uh, replay on this on uh, YouTube and maybe even on Facebook probably won't hear that. Will, last, not, uh, will not see or hear that. And we knew that, but it just kind of, uh, I, I, I stumbled over it the other day and the song too. And uh, I said, why not? Why not? Apropos of nothing, Ray Stevens oh. and the streak. And if you weren't alive and around in the 70s, boy, oh boy. <laughs> there was actually a streaker at the Academy Awards. Elizabeth Taylor was speaking. And the fellow. Uh, I thought you were going to say Elizabeth Taylor was streaking. No, no, I'm sorry. It was David Niven. David Niven was presenting. Uh, or and speaking. Elizabeth Taylor was streaking? No, no, no. Forget Elizabeth Taylor. I don't know why I brought her up. I hate that bitch. Uh, oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! I know that's that's harsh, but I'm probably the only person on the planet that does dislike dislike her uh, greatly. I mean, I really could care less one way or another. To be honest with you, I uh, I don't believe that. I honestly don't believe that. Too bad. It is true. It is true. It oh is. goodness! Tell you, we got a, we still got a bunch of stuff we have to unpack here yet in, in hour number two. We still have a full bag of chips we haven't. Uh, yeah, we do. Even opened up. Oh my goodness! Uh, talking about the, uh, talking about the um, pandemic. And the people that are still in denial about the pandemic, including right up here in my neck of the woods. So we got all that coming up here, but guess what time it is? What time is it? It is time. It's that time. It is that time. It's that time. Which time? Uh, it is time where we show just how useless we really are this year. <laughs> It's not a war comes to mind. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin pro prognostication. I got it. <laughs> each, each week, John, throw the replay flag, Shannon. Gerald, the computer wears tennis shoes, and I will each choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion. If we have the noise. 
Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, well, well. Let's let's get ourselves uh, set up here as we as we look at last week's or the current score. Excuse me. Uh, it's not looking good if you're a if you're a fictional character. Uh, if you're if you if you have real life. Uh, skin and bones and all that you're not doing too bad you're not doing too bad but, uh, what this think, has been succulicious since since week one this uh, has been brutal you think so huh well it but, has been brutal well as the we, fact that we're only three points up <laughs> on an inanimate object <laughs> we're not really, we're not setting that bar too high there my friend well we never really have have we <laughs> so anyway to uh John and I are tied at 13 right now, 13 big, big points. And meanwhile, Gerald, the computer who wears tennis shoes, is uh, stuck at a paltry 10 uh, as we continue on here. And don't forget, we have bonus games coming up this week. On uh, 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 We will choose the Thanksgiving games, all three of us, and we'll report on that uh next sunday we can't we won't do it now we don't have the the point spreads we don't have the lines but what do you say what do you say uh let's move on to let's take a look at what happened last week oh my goodness john shannon john shannon picked up one one point one point he uh he went for two with the steelers versus detroit who would have guessed detroit would score 16 points pittsburgh would only score 16 points john gave up 16 points Boy, what a what a that must have stung, John. Oh, that, that had to sting. Lie down, the lie downs forgot to lie down. <laughs> Green Bay went uh, hosted Seattle, and shockingly, Seattle scored epis nothing. John got that one correct, and uh, once again should have gone with the home team. Forget the point spread. The Vikings outright beat the Chargers. Uh, I uh, I just missed it. Tennessee and uh, New Orleans. Oh, that was a three-point game, and uh, they only won by two, so I didn't get that one. But I did uh, Jackson, Jacksonville and Indianapolis, and Carolina Carolina whooped up on Arizona last week, so I picked up two big that points. Surprised me. That yeah. one really surprised yeah, me. Yeah, me too. Uh, Gerald, Gerald just psh, nothing. Zero epis, nada, nothing. He, uh, he picked the Jets. <laughs> Tampa Bay got got hornswoggled by the Washington football team. And again, he picked Pittsburgh, just like John did. And and he got nothing. So that's where we stand. John 13, me 13, and Gerald with a big goose egg. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, with 10. Let's look at this week's picks. John, why don't we start with you, as always. Start with your first pick. First pick, uh, <laughs> once again, I'm picking on the J- Detroit Lie Downs. This time they're playing a road game against Dem Dogs in Cleveland. So uh, Cleveland's a 12-point favorite. I'm going to take the Brownies giving up 12. All right, for my first pick, I am taking the same exact game, only I'm taking the, the Lie Downs. I think they've got just enough in them. And Cleveland's been playing eh, not so great, not so horrible, but I think Detroit can uh, can lose by less 
by less than 12 points this week. I don't think they can win, but I think they can certainly lose by less than 12. All right. And uh, Gerald, uh, let's let's start with you, your first pick. Good morning, gentlemen. Are we doing this again? I am not certain that I am up to the task based on the past few weeks. Well, here goes nothing. The Buffalo Bills host the Indianapolis Colts. Give me the Bills and I'll give you seven points. All right, John, your second pick. Well, 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 well. well. What do we have here? <laughs> I, I don't remember picking this game. Because how the hell would I ever wound up picking the Miami Dolphins to actually win a game by more than a point? Because they're playing the uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's, oh, that's why. What it, that, that's what it is. I, I forgot. That's it. So, yes, the, the Dolphins are traveling to New York City. Yeah. And, and Ed gets to watch them. Are, yeah. I... I the only fear that I have is is that they're leaving that tropical climate down in Miami to come up there to, to New Jersey, technically. Yes. To uh, to uh, play the Jets, uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins, giving up three and a half points. God help me. <laughs> Remember, the Dolphins are playing very well. They won two games in four days. They whooped up on Baltimore. I'm just concerned that they've had too long of a break now. Since, since that Thursday night game. My second pick, the San Francisco 49ers. Niners! Vincent, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm taking the Niners, giving up five and a half points in the uh, northeast corner of the state of Florida. Gerald, who do you got? I don't feel good about my next pick at all. Cincinnati goes to Vegas, baby, to play the Raiders. I'm taking the Bengals and giving up one point. I am praying to Gil Christ for this one. <laughs> He's on bent knee praying to, to Gil Christ. No, Gil, go go back. Go back to sleep, Gil. It's not it's not a thing. John, your uh <laughs> your final pick. You know, it's uh, let let let's let's nah, never mind. No, it's not. Never. Just just keep going. Just so anyways, keep, don't ruin the magic. <laughs> The Vikings, the Vikings are hosting the Green Bay Packers in what we're calling up here the game of the century. For really, oh, really, we, we, oh, we just think that this is, uh, this is, uh, oh, this is the next coming of. <laughs> well, it is the next coming of Aaron Rodgers, but you know, other than that, it's it's another football game, uh, and I I, I think the, the Packers probably look at it that way. But you know what, they're. Uh, Minnesota's a home team. They're favored by a point. I think they might have a little mo after last week uh, in San Diego. So I'm going to take the Vikings uh, getting one point. By the way, did they? They did not play in San Diego. Well, they didn't, did they? No, they didn't. And they will not in the near future. Ah. Uh, all right, my final pick. Yeah, at least for the next 20 years. My final pick, the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who who the aforementioned Miami Dolphins whooped up on a week and a half ago. The defense was just amazing. I mean, and I don't rant about my defense that often, but boy, oh boy, did they, did they keep the Ravens in check. It was, a, it was beautiful to watch. But they go visit the Bears 
in Chicago. Based on what I saw a week and a half ago uh, down in South Florida, I'm taking the Bears plus five over the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And finally, Gerald, uh, what do you got for your third and final pick of the week? Finally, I feel I cannot go wrong with this selection. Mr. Shannon has opted to not pick his hometown Kansas City Chiefs today. I'll give up two and a half points to the Dallas Cowboys. Go chefs. Great googly moogly. Well, well, he called you out by name there, John. John's well, not good for him. <laughs> All right, just just to recap here, uh, 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 John Shannon, he likes the uh, he likes the my Cleveland Brownies giving up twelve points hosting the Detroit Lions. Once again, he likes my Miami Dolphins giving up three and a half points visiting the New York. New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 right up here in the greater metropolitan New York City area. Finally, he goes with his home team, Minnesota Vikings, getting one big point. One big point, which would have helped them. Well, actually, no, it wouldn't have helped them last week. Uh, As Green Bay visits the frozen tundra of, uh, was it Target Stadium, Target Field? U.S. Bank Stadium. That's that's the one. Uh, My picks. That has a dome on it, by the way. It does have a dome. Yes. Or it doesn't. You play outside. It does. No. You play no, outside now. Yeah. Well, they do have a, they do have a window that opens uh, on the side mind, of the field. Do you mind? I'm doing a thing here. Yeah. Well, do do you do you boo? <laughs> My picks. I. I am taking the Detroit Lions and giving up twelve points. John and I are going head to head. One of us is going to win. One of us is going to lose on this game. And uh, I'm also. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Thanks. Thanks for ruining my momentum twice. San Francisco visits Jacksonville. I'm taking the Niners, giving up five and a half points. Baltimore goes to Chicago. I'm taking the Bears. Plus five points over the uh, inept Ravens, at least based on what we saw in South Florida last week. Gerald, oh Gerald, Gerald likes the Bills, giving up seven points. He uh, over those visiting Indianapolis Colts. He likes Cincinnati, getting uh, giving up a point, going to Vegas, baby. And finally, because John dropped the ball and did not take his Kansas City Chefs, great googly moogly. Gerald has jumped on board, giving up two and a half points against the visiting Dodgers. Dodgers, Dallas, Dallas. I don't know what that's a Monday night game, is it not? I don't think so. No, the uh, the Giants are playing Tampa on Monday night. That might be the Sunday night game. That might be tonight's game. All right. Well, well, I didn't pick that. I, I, I think it was because I wanted to get all my picks nicely packaged and and uh, may I, may I conclude the bit? Yeah, well, when when I'm done talking, sure can. Oh well, okay. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to point out one other thing, uh-huh. if, I, if I could, with that. Well, sure, we're going to find out. We're we're going to find out for sure with this uh, ball, with this Baltimore, Chicago game, if the if the uh, Dolphins were just that good, or if the Ravens just really suck that hard. Absolutely correct. All that being said, that concludes John and Ed versus the spread for this week. As we always say, if you're using your own money to bet to use our picks. To bet on these games. John, what do we always say? I guess go to Iowa.
go to Iowa. I don't get it, but go to Iowa. Thanks, everybody. Well, legalized sports betting in Iowa. Well, 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 well. That uh, that uh, boy Gerald is. I'm surprised Gerald did not go for two or three on a couple of those. Actually, I'm not he's, surprised. But he's uh, he's starting to when he fe- when he feels that he is a computer who is miraculously programmed. You know, all the technology in the world there behind him. <laughs> And he can't beat us two schlubs. <laughs> He's he, I, if I tell you, if he truly had tennis shoes, I think he'd be considering jumping off a bridge right now. Well, remember they are random picks. <laughs> Come on, you're taking away all the. All right, uh, no, no, we've explained <laughs> this. We're not pulling any curtains back on this one. Uh, you know, it's it's random picks, and he doesn't pick any games that we've picked. Last week was a fluke. And uh, it turned out it bit him in the butt, just like it bit you in the... Who'd have thunk it was going to be a tie? Oh, no. You know, first you, tie this year, right? First one. It used to be you would go years, decades without a tie. Now we're getting, it seems like uh, last year there were two, at least two, I maybe three right. ties. But it seems like we're getting at least one a year now. And I think it's the, the new overtime rules instituted a few years <laughs> back. Not- where you get one final period to play, and that's it. It's over. It's done. And uh, see you later. Bye. Uh, just briefly staying with sports for a second, the New York Islanders of uh, hockey uh, opened up their brand-new arena last night and uh, near, at Belmont Park. I, I saw it during construction. Looks nice. They played in the Nassau Coliseum for like 100 million years which is almost literally halfway out on the, the length of Long Island, hence the name, the Islanders. They were put out there for the Long Island folks. Uh, the new arena is a whole lot closer into New York City. than mm. uh, It's in a different part. Uh, but I saw it on the news last night. Of course, it's a brand spanking new arena. They just took the plastic off. Looks nice. And interesting side note, they played the Calgary Flames last night and lost and as it turns out when they opened the Nassau Coliseum in 1972 when the Islanders were an expansion team their very first game in the Coliseum they lost to the the Atlanta Flames thanks John thanks for thanks for going in there and just and just ruining that for me it wasn't a guessing game no one's was asking a little trivia there no no i would have said hey john who do you think they lost to in their very first game at the coliseum and you would have said what's hockey i I tell you what there are days and there are just days days. i thought it was weeks to be honest with you what uh all right, we we got some, oh, we got some stuff to get to. We've got I I I like this one. There was a teacher in somewhere somewhere somewhere. She had been there for thirty five years, and she was shown the shown the front door the other day. I'm going to play this clip for you. Take a listen. Have your Kleenex ready. And uh, Marlene, why are you leaving the school today? I was told that I didn't have um, the vaccine and I didn't comply to rapid testing. So my day is short. How long have you worked at this school for? 
more years. Because you were a teacher and now you stick around because you love the kids so much. And what school district is this? Blackpool. And I have enjoyed every minute of the kids. Every minute. You can say you've worked here for 20, 30 plus years? 30 plus. Getting close to 35. But, uh, yeah, so I turned my keys in. And my time is done. We're very sorry. I love those kids so much. Not only would, did I refuse to get a vaccine, I won't even agree to get tested a couple of times a week to protect the children that I say I love. I'm sorry. God God bless you for doing 35 years as a teacher. Not an easy job. But please, you're, you're not even, you know, even if I buy whatever nonsense you have for not getting the vaccine, maybe you have underlying health issues. Okay, that's all fine and well. But you refuse to get tested at the rapid test? Why? Why are you refusing to get tested? There's there's no, you know, and then you're surprised you're, in, you're, you're showing crocodile tears because you refuse to protect the children you proclaim to love so much? What happens if you get infected and you're asymptomatic? What about all your little kids that you love so much? This world is populated, this country is populated with idiots. Actually, the whole world, but especially this, this country. We're populated with idiots. Tapping out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, as far as the crocodile tears say, she gets the Rittenhouse Award uh, for uh, crocodile tears on that one. I, uh, look, like you said, I can only echo what you said, you know. God bless her for uh, hanging in there and being a teacher for as long as she had. But the rules are the rules. I'm sorry, and it isn't the 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 sad part about this is is we're not asking her to, you know, strip down to her bloomers and streak down the hallway here or anything like that. We're asking, not even requiring that she necessarily even gets the vaccination. But at least test. At her age, yeah, at her age, she probably should. But yeah, at least test. But no, you know, they, these people get so pigheaded because that violates my freedom. That violates my freedom. So does a goddamn stoplight. So does seatbelt laws. Mm-hmm. So do half the damn laws we follow in this country. The, re- the, the, the reason these laws are written, and they're not always good laws. Don't get me wrong here. There are probably some flaws with the with the vaccination procedure and all the and everything this, this let's face it this this damn virus blindsided us all there were except for a few scientists who saw this coming the general population was blindsided by this whole thing so yes there has been some trial there has been some error we are learning from this damn it but the thing this whole thing oh it's my freedom it's my freedom i don't have to do this i you know what? I totally agree with the school district. Uh, if 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 it's their rule that says that you have to get a vaccination or you have to test, then damn it! If you want to work for for uh, you want to work for that district, then you need to do it. It's just for safety's sake. 
And I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't believe this goggly gook that she, that she loves her students so bad. And she loved the little kitties. Jesus loves the little children, all little children of the world. They are yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Again, another Ray Stevens callback. Um, And, uh, I think the Catholic Church probably took that one step too far. Hey now, hey now. I'm uh, remember I was raised Catholic. I got over it, but <laughs> I was baptized Catholic too. So <sighs> let's see what else. Oh, uh, the the Q shaman was sentenced this week. Yes, uh, what, he what, was. Whatever the hell his name is, he's got 41 months in the Hoosgow. So a little over three years, three and a half years there, give or take. Now, what's going to be hilarious is that this guy is supposedly on some special diet. He doesn't eat this. He has to be in this kind. You know what? You're going to learn a long, hard lesson, pal, because guess what? You decided you were going to play dress up and go march through the U.S. Capitol and put yourself in in a position of power where you stood up behind the desk up there with the gavel and you were just being all king shit. Well, guess what? They're going to show you. They're going to show you just what it's like. You want to, you're not going to be the king anymore, but I promise you, you'll be a queen to somebody. And uh, they're going to definitely be a, be, a, be a prison bitch. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah that's a purdy mouth you got there, boy. And uh, you'll eat what they give you to eat. Okay. And your delicate constitution. Well, guess what? You you had you had the energy and whatnot to go prancing around the cap. And by the way, he's been all over the. You know, it wasn't just the capital thing. He's been all over. I remember seeing him in videos for other you know stupid stuff. And this was just uh, who was it? Somebody said he was brainwashed. Let me play this clip real fast. Yeah, insidious part, Tucker. He was submitted to and he did submit to some type of brainwashing i mean they have made all of these january 6th defendants essentially repent from any beliefs they ever had and echo critical race theory ideas read the right books and tell a judge they apologize for everyone and everything they've ever been it's it's really gross and it's a violation of due process and it's just a violation of our sense of justice that's right they're all brainwashed that's what we're doing when we go off the air on sundays at at noon eastern time uh, I I run down uh, to my local brainwash center, and we uh, we conduct these. You know, it doesn't take long. I'm back in time for football. I know John does it too up there in the Midwest, and uh, you know we're all about brainwashing people like the Q Shaman. Come on, give me a effing break! And uh, I, I can't hold off anymore. We haven't even cracked the bag of chips now, have we? No, no. Listen, before you do. I, I wanted to bring along one other uh, one other note here from when it comes to the correctional institutes of our country uh, mm-hmm. and, and some good news here. Uh, it, apparently, the state of Oklahoma has uh, granted clemency to Julius Jones, who was uh, nearing execution there for for a murder that there was uh, some uh, some question whether or not he was the guilty party. Uh, in hand, uh, good, good on Oklahoma. I, I honestly, I have thought long and hard about this. As far as whenever there's any 
any shadow of a doubt when it comes to the uh, death penalty. You know, when you're going to administer the death penalty, man, you you better you better be damn damn certain that this is the guilty party. I I, I'm not really I am not really in favor of the death penalty. I do, however, understand. I understand why they have it, but damn it, be damn, be be more than sure. Right. If you're going to, uh, well, the death penalty, the death penalty being vile and as nasty as it can be, reminds me of something. Who we haven't heard from all week? Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. I just felt yeah, yeah. the the urge to play that. That should oh, we should play that at least once a week. That may be the new open on the uh, on the. Uh, Hour two. We'll see about that. We'll have a conversation. But uh, what do you say we crack open a bag of chips and uh, let's crack the chips, my friend? That Representative Paul Gosar of Arizona be censured. Censured? Paul Gosar should be expelled. He continues to threaten the lives of AOC and Biden. No, I'm just getting warmed up. While Matt Gates isn't dating 15-year-old girls, well, you know what? He's promising Kyle Rittenhouse a job as an intern. Moments later, shots ring out. Sink, dude. Cable of Satan worshiping pedophiles. Marjorie Taylor Greene believes 9 11 was a false flag. I'm very excited about that. And that someone named Q will save America. Q is anonymous. She was also behind the insurrection. I'll fight even harder to stop them. Lauren Bopart from Colorado. Don't come knocking on my door with your Fauci outie. Her husband exposed himself to teenage girls. It's kind of a game of whack a mole. And she was arrested for disorderly conduct. They are terrified of me and people like me. When she wasn't trying to have Pelosi tracked down and killed at the Capitol. On January the 6th, Jim Jordan was on the phone all morning with Trump, while McCarthy stood up to him, then tucked back his junk and knelt before the tumor. To the Capitol! Expel them all, every single one. Damn right. I actually agree with you. Bitch! You're storming the Capitol! It's a revolution! <laughs> it's a revolution, man. She should say man at the end of that. <laughs> so, I it, come to, it just dawned on me here during the week. I had a little bit more spare time on my hands, so these idle thoughts come drifting through every now and then how scary is that that is very scary but it dawned on me that old marjorie taylor green and lauren uh, lauren bobert uh make another individual uh look actually uh sane and that, that individual i'm speaking of is sarah palin mm, i can see russia from my house Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, she, the, these two make her look like she make uh, Sarah Palin look like she's actually normal. It, that's yeah, that's scary. that's very scary. And you know what's the, what the worst part about it is is what's next. Yeah, but what what's next? I mean, uh, Bobert and uh, Green they've kind of and along with uh, their other cohorts like uh, uh, Gozar the Gozarian and. Uh, few others are starting to make this stuff look normal right well i think i think i think green will definitely be voted out remember she ran unopposed right and uh so i think she's as good as good right Uh, or or of course your option is always vote ed ed will take any congressional seat in any district in any state um one term and out i'm in it for the benefits use me as a write-in candidate vote ed keeping it real simple for everybody my name is two letters then three letters then four letters ed van ness we got a while we got a while yet but if nobody else appeals to you 
I'm not running on the Democratic Party or the Independent Party or the Republican Party. I'm running with the Surprise Party. <laughs> so just keep that Over in mind, kids and kittens. Serve us some more chips. <laughs> some more chips. Chips it is. Chips ahoy! Voting irregular. Where's Mike Pence? Hey, Mike Pence! I have all the people who are very angry. Trump wanted you hanged. And you said you could be a patriot or you could be a... Did you, did you really say that or... Uh, I wouldn't dispute it. Did he just call you a pussy? I can tell you that we parted amicably. You were on the phone crying to Dan Quayle while you were peeing your pants. What kind of man does that? I am proud to be here to endorse Donald Trump. Remember that? He lost to Joe Biden. Now that Chris Christie wants to be president again, he's a big, tough guy. Sit down and shut up. But for five years, Trump dishonored our values, our nation, and frankly, Chris... It's all talk. You were his bitch. You know I'm right. And I quite frankly don't care to be morally judged in the sewer that is Twitter. Let the humiliation begin. He is a coward. Pence and Christie are like so many other Republicans who say they love America, but silently they support the tumor. We have stupid people. You're all weak, spineless traitors, and no one's forgetting. Damn right. I actually agree with you. Bitch. We're <laughs> storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. <laughs> now, speaking of Chris Christie, uh, he he is making the rounds right now. He wrote a book. He's on all the shows, and he appeared with Nicole Wallace, who has slowly but surely become one of my favorites. Nicole uh, was the communications director for George W. Bush. She was a staunch Republican. She has now uh, left the Republican Party. Uh, and so Christie's making the rounds, and people are only having them on because uh, show bookers... Uh, say things like well if you don't take christy now we won't give you x person later so you got to take a kind of a you got to take a couple of bad ones to get the good ones but this was very interesting pay close attention at the end of this little interchange yeah i'm sorry i read that section carefully um but you know the book is called um it's about conspiracies and lies and you really don't take on fox news why not Look, because the book the was no, because program? because the book. No, I I don't watch it, but the book. Are you aware of what he does? Not really. I don't pay a lot of attention it's, to it. It's a book but, but, with but, truth but, deniers, but, conspiracy theorists right, on the cover, right. and you and, attack and, CNN and, and the New York Times and MSNBC and not but, Fox. But, but excuse me, I don't attack them as conspiracy theorists or truth deniers. I talk about bias. And is bias more dangerous bias. to the country and than conspiracy theorists? No, but that's the third section of the book. I read Where it. I talk about the movement forward. In the center portion of the book, we talk about the conspiracy theories and the truth denying that went on with things like QAnon, Pizzagate, the election situation, John Birch Society. And that's what I talk about. There's two sections of the book. and. I'm sure accidentally you're conflating them. I'm not conflating them, but I don't think you, you have. I don't think it's an intellectually honest case to make against conspiracy theories without taking on Fox News. Well, I could listen. Then you can write that in your book. Well, I'm not trying to rescue the Republican Party. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> when I first became aware, excuse me, of Chris Christie, many years pre-Trump days. Uh, I kind of liked them. I kind of liked them. I was living down in South Florida, so I really wasn't up on it. I saw him on a couple of talk shows. He seemed, you know, decent enough. And, uh, uh, of course, now it turns out he's a sniveling coward who, you know, Trump bitch slapped him. And he just kept standing up and saying, more, sir. May I, may I have another? May I have another? And, uh, you know, 
again, they, they won't take on their own. He likes to pretend he does. And she nailed it. Why didn't you take on Fox News? Oh, I, I don't I don't watch that. I don't watch Tucker Carlson. You're not aware of it? No. I mean, this guy who called... You've got to write a book about uh, conspiracy theories. There's, right. there, there, that would be the first star, stop right there would be yeah. Tucker Carlson. Or Fox News in general. I mean... Well, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, Ah, oh, that felt good. So anyway, meanwhile we're watching Ed here scratching his back and, and loving every minute of it. Oh my God! Oh, you people that aren't listening on the uh, listening on the on the radio here, and uh, you're missing a treat here when you get to watch him use that. Oh, by the way, did that I show back you? scratcher. Did I show you this? What did you? What the hell are you doing to yourself? The, the other day, I was at the production office. So I had a bunch of stuff I was bringing back to the set out on Long Island. And I'm walking through the parking lot. My left foot hit a divot in the uh, crappy parking lot that we have. Mm. I, I went down like a ton of bricks. My knee, my left knee hit first, so the play was called dead. Uh, then, then my side, which is still a little sore. Nothing's broken, nothing. Uh, but I took about the first two layers of skin off my elbow about that big around and uh it's like about the size of a half dollar about that that is, that is and the first couple of bandages i had on it we uh we kept just putting a little adhesive at the edge so every time i would take it off it would start bleeding again now i've got one that's that's large enough to handle it and uh, but what was really amazing was the next day I thought I would wake up sore and I you know just from falling on the ground and uh, because I am a delicate flower let's let's be real about this yes, yes, yes indeed but I felt fine otherwise now you know if I flinch this thing on the, my side I feel it and uh, you know sleeping's been a little but I got sores from being in this van anyway so by the way it is it is off from work beginning Wednesday Wednesday I'm off six days I have been looking forward to this since July and uh, and don't don't forget kids and kittens we will be making our Thanksgiving picks we'll be doing that probably Wednesday we'll have them up and available on Sunday so it's actually like we're doing two sets of picks this we are doing two sets of picks this week or next week depending on how you look at it Thursday is so, of week 12. Well, speaking of being off on Wednesday, yes. um, I'm pretty much following. I mean, I'll kind of go through the motions on Wednesday myself, but I get to bring my car into the shop Wednesday, uh, Wednesday afternoon. Oh boy. Uh, because, my, I'm, my, my, because I'm sure the mechanics, that's where they want to be the day before Thanksgiving is working on your car. Well, it's, yeah, they've been really packed. Well, first off, they stopped having Saturdays Ooh. available for me now. Really, if that doesn't, I, I love these guys to death, but if, if I can't get my Saturdays back. Uh, well. Uh, but uh, that, that none was standing. I, my, my beast uh, pulled something on me. That really surprised, and as an owner of of many of uh, Grand Caravans, you might actually be able to uh, help me with this. Bring it on, son! Bring it on. So, 
My anti or my uh, what is it called? Traction control. Yes. Light. Yes. Warning light came came on and is staying on. Which wouldn't be a bad problem in itself. I could probably I could probably fix that, uh, you know, or get that fixed, and you know, it is, is what it is. But when that comes on, it also has a nasty little feature of locking the um, shift lever into park. Mm-hmm. You can't shift it out of park with that. So. I had I had found a found a little YouTube cheat uh-huh. to release the uh, to release the shifter, but now I basically have this object in the in the hole there, right above the, where I know, the shift lever. I know exactly where you're talking about. Now, where now, I, now let's every start. Every time I go to hold on, just one second. Every time I got to take it out of park, mm-hmm. I have to push this object down, hit the shift lever, bring it into yes. the gear I want, and Right. I'm now, on my way. Now, here's here's the first stupid question. Did you check the button, the traction control button? Well, I don't know. Oh, yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. It's the one next to the echo thing? Yeah. yeah. Because as often as not, that will get pushed accidentally. Uh, if And does does that button turn off? Does it... Well, the button doesn't, it doesn't, when I go to push that button, yeah. it doesn't do anything. There's no, it doesn't all right. light. Well, then, all right. It doesn't light up at all? Yeah. Okay. The The most likely scenario is that you've blown that fuse. Lucky fuse, I guess. Yay. So what I would do is if, if you have the owner's manual or you can look it up online, find out look it up it'll be in there what fuse that's on it may be as simple as just changing the fuse that is that is the most likely culprit that is the most likely culprit yeah well there you go you've got your answer so if anyone else has questions about the dodge dodge grand caravan just call it in here to auto talk uh, my name is Ed Van Ness for a reason. Uh, you got a question about your van? Speak to me. I uh, I got you covered. Seriously. I didn't think, I didn't think it would be a, a fuse. So, yeah, I will. Uh... Well, there's your problem, Pookie. You're thinking again. What do we, what do we talk about? Do we talk well, about that? I will definitely. I will definitely check it out. Check it out, uh, man. Of, of course, that also in, incorporates having to stand out in this butt-ass cold to, uh, to here's do what so. You, yes, I have a garage, but... Uh, here's what you need. Easy. Here's what you need. You look it up indoors online, okay? You find out exactly where the fuse is. And then you bring a pair of long-nosed pliers with you in case it's one of these itty-bitty fuses. Okay? You go, you pop the fuse, and... Hopefully you have a spare fuse or you can pull a fuse out of, there might be an extra fuse in there that as long as you find the same size fuse, you may disable something else temporarily, but just to see if it is indeed the fuse and then you can go off and buy, buy what you need, put, put, put it back in, you know, 
just look at the schematic for your fuse box. See where that... You know what's going to happen, kids and kittens. I'm going to wind up looking it up for them. Aren't I, John? Well, there's yeah, always that possibility. There's always that. That's an option, isn't it? It's an option. Okay. <laughs> but that, is, in all seriousness, that's what it sounds like to me. Right off the bat, that is the most inexpensive solution. Now, I would. it's also not a horrible idea to bring it into the shop. Let them put the, uh, the computer on it, just in case. There could be other associated issues, but that's that's your simple solution if the button's not working that means it's not getting power yeah well now the thing was is it was let me let me think of it because there for a while it was it would go off i mean be a 50 50 i'd start it sometimes it would come on i'd shut it off and then then it wouldn't come on all right. Well then, well then, you had you, they would start out as an intermittent problem. Now, what that could have been again, this is just one possibility, is that the fuse came loose. It was sometimes making the connection, sometimes not. Now it might have just put, you know, got itself in a position where it won't connect at all. It could be a wiring issue, where a wire got frayed, and it was, you know, that's what a lot of intermittent issues are. It's frayed wiring. By the way, we never had the uh, uh, this exact problem, but that's what it sounds like to me. You've got it's 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 an electrical issue. Current's not getting to where it needs to get to. The current, the default is that it's switched off, and it says we're not moving this car because we don't have uh, the traction control. That's Which I don't know. I drove. Uh, I must have driven about twenty-five years in in this type of climate before ever some sort of traction control was even. The car. The, it has nothing to do with the vehicle you own now. The vehicle is set up to say, you know what, this isn't working, so we're not moving. Okay. Doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't care. I don't care. We're talking about this car. This particular vehicle, this wonderful vehicle that you well, have. Fortunately, fortunately, there's a cheat that I can use so I can work until... Uh, right, but until but the van doesn't like it when you do that. Yeah, well... I've answered your question, haven't I? that van does that I don't like. Well, your question's been answered, hasn't it? Yes, yes, I appreciate it. All right, Thank well, you very then. much. We still, have another, we still have another chip we have to... Uh, well then, let's uh, let's finish off the chip, uh, our pre-holiday uh, chipsters. How exactly are we surprised when a 17-year-old lifeguard from Illinois decides to step in? Kyle Rittenhouse killed two people, but he's not who I'm worried about. When legitimate authority refuses to do its duty, its sworn duty, others will fill the vacuum. These chicken hawks want to make him a hero. And by hero, I mean someone willing to kill on their behalf. Kill you if you're not like them. So if we are going to have one nation under God, which we must, we have to have one religion. Rittenhouse was egged on by people like Tucker Carlson. Completely out of control. Who talk all tough, vaccinated in their warm little studios while they dangle freedom and immortality in front of 17-year-old white boys dying to be men so badly they'll kill you to prove it. And right now, it's your time, America. It's your time to rise. Rittenhouse didn't do this alone. No, he was encouraged, inspired by dark and pathetic voices in Washington. The audience hit back 
and that's what we need. And the murderous mayhem from the mouths of these overcompensating cowards. This is not heroism. <laughs> this is child pornography. Damn right. I actually agree with you. It's storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. <laughs> It's a revolution, man. Yeah. Another bag of chips has been finished once again. We thank, by the way, we thank and triple thank Chip Franklin for his contribution as well as others like Midas Touch and the like. Um, they provide a lot of a uh, lot of good information out there. Who else? Oh, we're thanking our, our, our new friend. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Our, our London taxi guest gentleman that was oh. on in the first hour. A ball. Iqbal. Was it Iqbal? Iqbal. Iqbal, excuse yeah. me. Now, you know what it is? Is he, his, his email address is something completely, his name's something different. He goes by Iqbal, and I'm not 100%. Iqbal? I'm, I, I don't know the correlation there or whatnot, but that's fine. He was a great guest. Yeah, he was. He was. A lot of good information on that. If, and if you'd like to be a guest on our program, we'd be shocked, honestly. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but you can be a temporary guest, but give sure. us a call. Seven, sure. uh, yeah, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, if you feel you have something to add to the, the fray here, if you will. Or even if you don't. Uh, let's see. You know, we you got, know, you know got? John, I got to say, I, I'm a little perturbed. Uh-oh. You kicked up you kicked up a big thing this week. I kicked up a little bit of a thing by people, you know, protecting Steve Johnson and they deservedly so over my comments about uh, about what I commented on. It would have been nice to have some of you folks. Yes, we got your tweets, we got your DMs, we got, you know, some of you weren't as pleasant as you could be and Although we don't take that to heart, we'd uh, I really would have thought one or two of you would have, would have would have manned up or womaned up for that matter, and called into the program, and that's program with two M's and an E at the end, uh, because we love our Brits, and I'm a little disappointed at that. Look, we don't get a lot of calls, but I thought we would have generated you know enough enough vitriol, enough hate, to have somebody spew on the lines. We'll take your calls. Make no mistake about it. And we will, you know, until it gets to the point that you're just a blathering fool and you're not making sense anymore, uh, or, you know, we just can't understand what you're saying, we'll, we'll, we'll sit here with you for 10, 15, 20 minutes going back and forth. You make your point, we'll make ours. And uh, bring it on. Bring it on. We'd well, or if you agree with us, by the way, if you happen to agree with us, we'd love, we'd love to have a, a, a you know, <laughs> a little bit of fanboy action here too. That would be fantastic. It would be great. Uh, you know, either side, hate us, love us, could care less about us. Indifference. We are the indifference radio station. If you're indifferent, we're the place for you, aren't we, John? Well. Your line, right, a, your line right there is, a, I don't care. <laughs> well, I just happened to be glancing at my uh, my uh, Twitter uh, feed here. Great. And and saw something from uh, Tyler Mason, 21. Not paying attention. Uh, one to way to raise the stakes of today's uh, Vikings-Packers game, losing quarterback has to get vaccinated. Ooh. Oh, your quarterback isn't vaccinated either? No, he isn't. Really? Yeah. What's, what's wrong with these people? 
Well, I don't want to. Well, the difference between uh, between Rogers and our guy is that um, Kirk Cousins, by the way, is that uh, our cousins come right out and said it, and not so much. Where where Rogers tried to put on this BS and uh, and showmanship and a little little, little uh, sidestep and a two side shuffle and. Uh, I got inoculated. Oh, yeah, okay. I got inoculated once, too. It was just outside Cleveland. and Well, it's still tied up in the courts. We can't. uh... It involved a Girl Scout uniform and a a banana stalk. Now, now. Brown cow. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, what else do we have here at the uh, at the twilight? Yeah, we have. Tell you what, we got for about three minutes. Um, here's a. It's all said and done, but you're familiar with uh, Tulsi Gabbard, right? Oh yes, 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 yes. Go ahead. Well, she had, she had a little weigh in here on Rittenhouse, so. Let's give this a listen, just to kill some time, if nothing else. I was just about to delete it. The prosecutor in this Rittenhouse trial obviously did not do his due diligence before making the decision to prosecute. This tragedy never would have happened if the government had simply carried out its responsibilities to protect the safety, lives, and property of innocent people. How do you know John's posted a video and I didn't? That's how. Oh, it is what it is. <laughs> how do you know when John's just bypassed the whole video editing department? That's how. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was there. Yeah, well, you know, so it's, actually, it's, it's, right. it's actually been there for two weeks. Let's pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh, the nicely put together videos that you see where there's the logo and you don't see us and you know, there's a nice drop shadow and everything is neat. And that's that's the ones that I put up. And John will oftentimes leave videos for me to clean up. And I will do that. And you can't tell the difference. Last night as I was producing the show, John must have had, I swear, 15 videos up there. And there's no way. And we still haven't played most of what he's put up there. Uh which are oh look at that i don't even have to talk about it anyway uh <laughs> we're, we're so close it's about that time we're so close we're so close like right about there time to say goodbye folks thanks for listening this week for the winder over there he gets the written house award this week folks I'm John Shannon. It's a turkey. Hey, you got the money. Stop. You talk too much. Gobble, gobble.
right there.